0: back to the ticket water cooler brought to you by wingstop on 937 the ticket and theticketfm.com
1: we are rocking out here as we are have our post christmas ticket water cooler here on 937 the ticket leading you up to the new year's this week so we'll be excited to do that uh, but um, some breaking news, some hurtful S- news. Some especially, sad news. Some sad news from Husker Nation. As uh, Nobody's dead. Garrett Nelson. No, it's actually, a, it's actually a very proud moment for Garrett Nelson's career. <laughs> Something he's always been looking forward to is he's declaring for the NFL draft. Uh, but moving on from playing in a Nebraska uniform, of course, the kid from Scott's Bluff. Part of his uh, kind of Twitter uh, or, or I guess memo that he put out on Twitter is... The story of, uh, of a young kid growing up, always wanted to be a team captain, play for Nebraska, all that sort of thing. And it's and it's a great story. Uh, it just is hurtful as a Nebraska fan because that is one of the building blocks that you would hope that Matt Rule was able to to use in, in that front line on that defense and, and just in general. Again, Nebraska... Um, obviously has not had enough dudes over the last several years. Uh and I think Garrett Nelson is certainly a guy by the end of his career you could consider a dude. And and usually when I say that sort of thing, I'm talking about guys with all-conference type potential. He was the second team uh, all-conference pick this last year um, Trey Palmer, of course, also an all-conference pick, and that was it. And now you're losing both those guys. And, again, sometimes those type of awards, that, that's kind of what comes along with it. That means they're progressing in their career. They want to take their stab at the next level. But um, it, it hurts not to have too many of those guys. And and so, you know, just kind of taking him out of it, I don't know. You know, it, it kind of makes you kind of rethink about who would be the best player on Nebraska's roster moving forward because I think he would have been a lot of people's answer heading into today.
0: Um on the defensive side, yeah, sure. Um I I would probably, you know, based off of last year and and kind of what we saw, I would probably go with Casey Thompson is the the best player on the offensive side of the ball, Yeah. Um, but no, on the defensive side, yeah, no, I agree with you. He probably would have been, actually d- definitely would have been the best player on Nebraska's defensive roster, but it is a big step forward and, and something that he is probably extremely proud of himself, and, and everybody should be extremely proud of him for um, making it to this point in his career and having the ability to declare for the NFL draft and... It not, you know, come with a lot of eye rolls and just, oh, okay, well, what are you going to do? You know, he's 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 a solid player. He's a good player. And I, I think that he'll have a, a, hopefully a decent career in the NFL. But the problem that I see with him going to the NFL is I don't know what position he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Like we were saying off air, he's a bit of a tweener where – I, I don't know if he's big enough to play a defensive end in the NFL in the NFL. This is the NFL we're talking about. I don't know if he's big enough to play defensive end at the professional level. Um, and in terms of being an outside linebacker, I don't know. He might go, he he could very well get much better at it, but I don't see his coverage skills being able to match up with with an NFL tight end or an NFL slot receiver where yeah. he, he might be asked to to cover them. So he would have to be, you know, a, just a dedicated edge rusher like a, and I'm not comparing him to this player. All right. This is what I, I think that he would have to turn into. Um, and there's very few of this person. He would have to be like a Von Miller type where he's not a defensive end. You're not asking him to cover people. You're asking him to get in there and get to the quarterback as an outside linebacker. And I, I don't know if Garrett Nelson has the skill set. He has the want to. He definitely has the want to. He's, he's one of the hardest working players uh, on this team, and he'll definitely be one of the harder working players wherever he ends up. But in terms of skill set, in terms of, of, of actually getting to the quarterback, I don't know if he'll be able to do that at that kind of level. I mean, he had five and a half sacks this year. He had five sacks last year. He had one and a half the year before that. That's not, you know, edge rusher in the NFL type mm. numbers.
1: Yeah, I I think it, it it will be interesting to see. I'm not sure where he lands on on the draft boards. I would assume that this isn't a, a situation. I mean, I, I'm sure this was like well thought out just because of the timing of it, um, and and all that that kind of goes into it. I think this is you know just kind of feeling like it's time, and part of that can be the coaching staff that recruited you and and everything that just kind of went down. Do you want to stick around and kind of set the foundation for the next guy? And maybe you would, but mm-hmm. at the same time, he might be—is he going to get significantly better? Is he going to raise his draft stock coming back next year? Is kind of what you have to ask yourself. And outside of doing something that that, that again is a little would be surprising, um, you know, outside of going and getting ten and a half sacks or something like that, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't necessarily see it. So maybe you just got to understand where the program is at Nebraska. You've done everything you can here. Of course, not win, and that's, that's the one thing that's going to hurt with a lot of these guys as they leave. But, you know, especially him, a, a Scott's bluff kid that, you know, he, he'll, he'll, every time he get the chance to tell you is, you know, he put his heart and soul into this. So I know that's going to sting at him, but at the same time, a year older, still going to have that same kind of physical build, the same problems that you're talking about is kind of being an in between. Where do you put him? Uh, and today, I guess is our positionless players talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know maybe it's just the right time. I don't. I I have a hard time placing where I would draft him though because you're right. I think he, I think he has to play defensive line. I don't think he's enough of a of a uh, of a you know. He just had, didn't create enough havoc probably in the passing game to be at that mm-hmm. level in the NFL. Maybe he could put on twenty pounds and try to be you know to more a of a traditional end? defensive end. Um, Maybe. And still have that pass rushing ability. But, you know, someone will definitely take a shot at him. I just wonder where it would be.
0: His strength is a strength, but I think the the best part of his game is his quickness, is his ability to get off the line and get past those defenders. Yeah, he's he's strong, but he's not, you know, taking on a, a Trent Brown. Or right. a uh, or or Orlando Brown Jr. in the NFL type strong like those guys. Those guys are a different kind of strong. They'll manhandle you. Um, and and I don't know if he has that amount of strength. He definitely has the quickness, but you know they're also pretty quick at, at the next level. So it's gonna be really interesting. And and really, this might this might ruffle some feathers and people might not like it. But in terms of the two edge rushers that Nebraska had, O'Shawn Mathis has has a better chance of getting drafted higher than Garrett Nelson does just because of what he was able to do at TCU because they're going to look at your whole all of your college not just this last year what he did at TCU and his ability to even though he wasn't getting to the quarterback he was always in the quarterback's face and he turned himself into a really good run stopper at Nebraska since he wasn't getting to the quarterback I think that he'll more than likely get you know let's say they both get drafted I think O'Shawn Mathis goes before Garrett Nelson does.
1: Yeah, I would probably say that, too. And I don't know. I, I don't think that should ruffle some feathers. They're both our guys. And I know that uh, Oshon was maybe some people would think of as a rental. And Garrett, obviously, a homegrown Husker. So I can understand what you're saying there. But uh, I'll be happy with either of them getting drafted. Um, O'Shawn does ha- is exactly what I was kind of talking about, though. He's the 20 pounds heavier than Garrett Nelson, mm-hmm. you know, kind of in that can play more of the traditional defensive end role uh, at the next level. So we'll see how it goes. with Those guys, I'm very interested with Trey Palmer to see where he gets drafted. Um, And so at least you've got a group um, that you can keep your eyes on because if some of these, I mean, all those guys could have came back and then I was wondering if Nebraska would have anybody drafted. So uh, that will be good again for Nebraska. I think it, I think it hurts. I, I, you know, there's, there's some, some of these moves in the off season that you just kind of go, okay, well you just got to pick up and and go from there. Mm -hmm. And it's true, but man, would have been helpful to have garrett Mm -hmm. nelson back one more season likely said probably the the top would be your top returning defensive player Mm -hmm. and based on uh, again all conference recognition would be your only returning guide now nebraska does you know matt rule starting without anybody that's had any you know all conference yeah just
0: just looking at the defense looking at the edge rushers even if they didn't do probably what a lot of people were expecting them to do you know double digit sacks for either one of them um they were still amazingly solid players. They were really good at, even though they weren't getting sacks, getting to the quarterback, getting in the quarterback's face. They're really good at setting the edge and, and being able to get those tackles for loss. Um, and losing both of them is is a big blow to Nebraska's defense. Despite getting you know the transfer edge rushers in the 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 freshman edge rushers and the, and the guys that you have on the on this uh, roster already, you haven't seen much from the guys currently on the roster to be you know that confident about it. But, I mean, you're just go- you're going in the season with a new coach, and and now you know a pretty new defensive line.
1: And by the way, too, one thing that I am looking forward to is something that happened over uh, the weekend is the the transfer of Hudson Card to Purdue. Hudson Card, of course, the former Texas quarterback who battled with Casey Thompson mm-hmm. at Texas for playing time of course, long before Quinn Ewers ever showed up. And uh, now, October 28th, I've got it circled on my calendar. It'll be Purdue versus Nebraska. Now, we'll still have to see if Casey Thompson is Nebraska's quarterback because Jeff Sins will be battling. But we could have a Hudson card against Casey Thompson in the Big Ten, Oh, the old Texas quarterbacks <laughs> who used to battle each other for playing time at Texas. Perfect. Playing in the Big Ten. Sign me up. Transfer portal word uh, days just make quarterback plays so crazy and weird. And the Pac-12 has like – all-Stars uh, and at, at a, a lot of different, really great quarterbacks this upcoming year. That's going to be interesting. Meanwhile, the ACC is losing their All-Stars. Devin Leary is leaving. And now Sam Hartman, the all-time ACC leading pass rusher, announced today. Or pass, uh, excuse me, I think it's uh, passing touchdowns. Sam Hartman, the Wake Forest quarterback, is transferring and again, it's one of those. To more than likely Notre Dame. Yeah, it's one of those Cade McNamara situations. Yeah, like, you where it's know where like, he's going to go. It's open. It's, he's going to Notre Dame. Yeah,
0: you know where he's go. going to go. Which is exciting
1: because I love the Notre Dame brand to be mm-hmm. interesting.
0: DJ Uyunglele to Oregon State, which yeah. was wow,
1: surprise. Although I will say this too, because people want to throw him in with the you know the other names that you know obviously Caleb Williams, the Heisman the Michael Penix Jr. I'd think if you put tears. He's not. He's not there. If he just if he, he wasn't making Heisman noise at Clemson, I don't think he's necessarily going to do so in
0: Corvallis. He had the hype coming out of high school and never really lived up to it yeah. at Clemson. But still, you know, a, a solid quarterback and and might be the difference that Oregon State's looking for. We'll, we'll and, see because they they Oregon State's got a solid team.
1: Well, that's the other thing is he. I don't know if he's just going to immediately be uh, better than their last quarterback who got him to the top 15 this year. I mean, that's a good team. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying he's going to fail. I'm just saying I don't know if he's going to elevate them just because he's a name you know. Um, And we'll see what Clemson does moving forward. So that'll be exciting as well. Uh, We'll take a quick break. We'll talk more. Lots of sports going on over the weekend. We got to talk to Rico about Mac Jones and what he did in the game. He's a very dirty player. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett fired of Denver. Um, Some more things to get into here. Coming up next on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket.